he started the children's church tonight. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Those kids will grow up knowing something. Those kids will grow up knowing something that we didn't get a chance to, to learn. Whatever you learn, you've done captured all that, and they'll learn it that quick. What took you 10 years, they'll learn it in 30 minutes. Because it's already been captured and put into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask for the hand of the Lord, the anointing. I ask on the other end, understanding. Father, as we break this bread tonight, we thank you that you'll clear up anything that's cloud. We thank you tonight that truth will prevail and Jesus shall be magnified in our midst. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. You can be seated. Turn with me tonight to Genesis, the 17th chapter. Genesis, the 17th chapter. Now, we've been talking about the blood covenant. Tonight, we want to look at the right to use the covenant name. The right to use the covenant name. How many of you know that a covenant is the same kind of relationship as a marriage is. Same identical kind of relationship. That's why most marriages fail because they don't know what they've done. They don't know that it is a covenant even when they hear such things as death do us part. They don't understand that. They don't, their word is not good. Say, people's word is not good because they don't know the importance of it. Praise God. Now, when God made a covenant with a man named Abram, He made an everlasting covenant that will never go out of style, no, never go out of existence. Never. And He says in Galatians 3.29, And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So whatever He promised Abraham, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, Abraham's blessings were uh, physical blessings, finances and things like that. Uh, his was not spiritual blessings because he wasn't born again. But he was counted as a righteous man because he acted in faith and it pleased God. So it was just counted, imputed in other words. It re he wasn't a righteous man because he had never been born again. But he was counted as a righteous man because he believed Almighty God. In the 17th chapter, first verse, Genesis, it said, When Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared unto Abram and, and said unto him, I am Almighty God. There, the Hebrew word was El Shaddai. I am El, my, Almighty God or El Shaddai, the one that's more than enough. Walk thou before me and be thy perfect and I'll, I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, Abram, this is the way it will be, no other. Behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. Blessed be God. 
So God cuts a blood covenant with Abraham, blood flowed. Hallelujah. In Jeremiah, you might write this, Jeremiah 3.14, he talks about he was married to Israel. Married to Israel. And when Israel would get in trouble, and when some spiritual person that knew their covenant rights would stand up and invoke their covenant rights and say, Lord, you remember your covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God would hear them. Now, they'd be in slavery. They'd be under the hand of oppression. Everything else, nothing happened. They could squall and bawl and beg and pull me all they want to. But when someone stood up and invoked their covenant rights, God, it said God had respect unto them. He respects that. Praise be unto God. So when he made covenant with Abraham, just like in a marriage, he changed his name. Amen. He gave his son Isaac a name. He said, now, you give him this name. And Isaac's son Jacob, he changed his name unto Israel when they made covenant. So, there is a change of names. It's like unto a marriage. He was married unto them. Israel was married to the law. Moses got the law, the commandments establishing the high priest, establishing the blood sacrifices and all those things. And as long as they kept that law, they were married, it says, unto that law. And as long as they kept that law and obeyed the commandments, their covenant was intact. No nation could defeat them. They lived in victory all the days of their life. Every need they have was met. And thanks be unto God, because God would accept the blood of goats and calves, how much more did He accept the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave us a better covenant established forever on better promises. Praise God. What do you mean better promises? I got healing. I got, you got all those things in the old covenant. Yes, but I got heaven too. I got the new birth too. I got to be a righteous man. Only the high priest could get in the presence of God in the old covenant. Now I am invited to come boldly into the presence of Almighty God. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Seventh verse, he said, And I'll establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generation for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. So he established a covenant with them. Blessed be God. Their covenant was intact. Trouble came. They could use that name. In Exodus, the second chapter, 23rd, fourth and fifth verse, it said, And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Well, why is that important? Because Israel 
went down to Egypt in the time of famine, time of lack. Joseph was the prime minister. He was uh, Jacob's son. And he got the best land in Egypt. He got the land of Goshen. I mean the most fertile land. He got the best treatment. Israel got the best treatment. But that Pharaoh died. And when that Pharaoh died, the next Pharaoh was afraid of him and he put him in slavery. But something happened. Second chapter of Exodus, it said, process time, Pharaoh died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage and they cried out and their cry came up to God by reason of the bondage or being in slavery. And God heard their groanings and God remembered His covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and had respect unto them. Praise be unto God. So when God made this covenant with Abraham, He changed His name. He even changed His wife's name. Amen. He named Isaac. He changed Jacob's name to Israel. There was a name change. He is married unto them. There was a ceremony. There was a law that they had to keep. And they was married to the law. So, they were married to this law. They had the right to use the name of Almighty God against any enemy, anything that come up. They would use the name of the Lord of hosts, of Jehovah, Yahweh, praise be unto God, the Lord of the armies. A lot of times they'd get in trouble and they did not have the army big enough to meet their enemy, but they would go before the Lord and cry out to the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the armies. Hallelujah. And God would set ambushment against their enemies. They would come in one way and flee ten ways. Amen. Praise be unto God. Over in 1 Samuel we read about David and Goliath. Now, Goliath was 11 foot something. And he would every day come down in the valley and curse God's people. He cursed them for 40 days. A heathen cussing. That's southern for cursing. And he'd cuss them out. A heathen cussing. And they took it. The king was Saul. It said his knees smote together. You know, his knees rattled when he saw Goliath. And all of the armies, when Goliath would walk down, they would flee from him. Here's a giant. It took one man to carry his shield. Another fellow carried his spear. I mean, it talked about how broad the head of his spear was. But here's a little boy out there tending the flock, blessed be God, that has meditated upon his covenant rights. And he walks out there, and he and he hears Goliath with all that. They start to run. And he said, who is that uncircumcised Philistine? Who is that old big boy? 
What does he think he's doing? His brothers got mad at him. Oh, why, you ought to be back tending the sheep. You the sheep boy. You ain't nothing. He said, you mean that uncircumcised Philistine can defy the armies of the living God? Someone heard it and they went and told Saul, the king. Now he's hid out. Still smoking his knees together. And they rehearsed this thing before Saul. And Saul called for David. And he said, listen to me. He's a bold little rascal, about 17. And he said, you mean that fellow y'all are afraid of? He said, I was tending my father's flock. And a bear came, and a lion came, and the Lord delivered me out of the hand of the lion, and out of the hand of the bear, and this day He'll deliver me out of the hand of that giant, praise God. Saul said, let me get you my armor. Let me get your armor off. He said, I don't know how to use that. I got something better than armor. I got God. He said, I got something better. He put it on, and it, you know, Saul... Saul himself was the tallest man in Israel. He wasn't shorty. Amen? He puts that on him and I imagine it drugged the ground, his chest plate. He said he hadn't proved that thing. He said, but I have proved something. Someone said, what, a slingshot? No, his God. He said, my God delivered me out of the hand of the bear. My God delivered me out of the hand of the lion. Said, I took that lion by the head and slew him, praise God, by the beard. Amen. He walks down through the valley. There Goliath comes out to do another cuss, cuss work. And he begins to cuss him. Now listen. And David strolls off down through there with his slingshot and got him five stones. Someone said, why did he get five stones? In case he had four brothers. He's going to get them all. I don't know. I don't know what he got it for, but he didn't need but one. Amen. And Goliath looks at him and said, what am I, dog? That you send somebody out with a little slingshot? What am I, a dog? You have insulted me. Where's your warrior? He even threatened him. He said, you servants of Saul. Now that ought to make anyone hot that are servants of the Most High God. You ain't nothing but servants of Saul. And he run off imitating Elvis. You know? Amen? He's scared to death. And he walks down through there and Goliath said to him, he said, this day I will cut your head off. I'll feed your carcasses to the dogs. This day, I, and David didn't say nothing. He just stood there. And when he got through, it said, and David said, and David said, and David said, he said, big boy, when I get through you, it ain't going to be nothing but hair, teeth, and eyeballs flying. I'll tell you what, this day I'm going to feed your carcass, bless God, to all the fowl. And I ain't going to stop with you, big boy. You rest of you Philistines, listen, I'm going to get the rest of you. Now that's pretty bold talk for a little red-headed freckle-faced boy. Sheep herder. Smell like sheep. He didn't say he just come from the bath. He came from the sheep. 
They didn't have to ask where he'd been. And Goliath thought his head back and went to laughing. Hey, you know, ha, 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 can't you hear? He sound like the jolly green giant. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Send the little kid. Ho, ho, ho. And he hit him right between the headlights with one of them rocks. Amen. He brought that head, big rounds of number three washed up, had it toting it back up there, dragging it and giving it to Saul. Now Saul's scared. Saul's scared of him from that day forward. He's scared of that boy because he wasn't scared of scared of a giant. Why wasn't he scared of a giant? Good with slingshot? No, he's good with his covenant. He was good with the covenant. He knew his God. He knew his God. God said, he's a man after mine own heart. Made some terrible mistakes. He, he, he was a fighter. He made some terrible mistakes and even uh, 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 did murder. And he done some things bad. But God said he's a man after mine own heart. Why? He's quick to repent. He'd get it right. He'd get it right. He'd get it right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So anytime Israel got in trouble, they would cry out, in the name of their God. They was married to that law to God. Praise God. Jesus at the Last Supper, He broke bread. Said, this is my body. Took the cup. Said, this is the blood of the new covenant. He's talking to Jews that know their covenant rights. They know what Abraham did. They know what Moses did. They know that it led them out of slavery. They know that it caused the Red Sea to open. They know the walls of Jericho. They know they got fed in the wilderness. They knew that there were supernatural things happen. They knew their covenant caused them to walk in victory. They knew what would happen. Now he says, I'm going to give you a new one. New covenant. He takes and breaks that bread. And their eyes are upon him. He said, this is the blood of the new covenant. Drink ye all of it. When you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Praise God that I cut you a new covenant established on better promises. Hallelujah. 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 So, as they were married to that old covenant law, now the New Testament people are the bride of Christ. And there has been a name change. There has been a name change. And the whole family in heaven and earth have the same name, praise God. You know, no one ever calls me nowhere in town and says, look here, it's a woman down here. She's got kind of short hair and wears glasses, you know, and, and, uh, 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 and I better leave it at that, you know, and, and, and can she use your name? I never did. I ain't never had no, nobody's ever done that. Nobody's ever done that. Why? We're married. She's got my name. She has a legal right to use my name, to bear my children, to drive my car, to wear anything she wants. She can go to samples anywhere here in town, get anything she wants, and all she has to do is say, sign, uh, put Buzz's name on. 
How come? Because we're married. And when we got married, there was a name change. There was a changing of name. And whatever I had now belongs to her. Whatever I have. Does not make any difference what I have. See, I had a lot of stuff when we married. But now, now, everything I have, she owns. And I don't know. She's been paying taxes. I guess it all of hers. I, I don't know. Now, what did it say? What did it say about Abraham? Abraham of the Most High God. He's of the Most High God. He's of the Most High God. God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. He, there was a name change. And he said, Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Praise God. A covenant relationship has taken place. The covenant people would cry out in the name of that covenant partner, Father, I cry out in the name of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, praise God. And he'd have respect unto him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in the new covenant, there's been a change of name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 3, 14, 15, For this cause I bow my knee to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth are named. you got a right to use the name. Why? There has been a marriage. There has been a covenant cut. A blood covenant. Every time you use it, do this in remembrance of me. Remember what? The death, the burial, the resurrection. What is set down to your account? So what is set down to your account? All the blessings of heaven now belong to you. Everything God has is yours. But everything you have is His. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will, to the fifth chapter of Ephesians. Ephesians 5. Twenty-two, wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as unto the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Hallelujah. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let their wives be unto their own, own husbands in everything or in every area. What is he saying here? He's comparing marriages to the church and whatever relationship. See, a lot of times people don't get a hold of God because they ain't got no marriage. See, and the first thing you know, kids see a marriage in the home and what it's like, a fuss and a knockdown and a drag out and a fight and all that and call that a home. And all they're doing is staying together. And they hear their parents fuss and say, I wouldn't stay with you five minutes if it wasn't for little such and such. And they grow up, and I can't understand it. I raised them in church, and they just took up with some old boy and just living together. Well, that's all you was doing. That's all you was doing. Are you listening to me? Praise the Lord. 25th verse. Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Gave himself for it. That he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water of the word. That he may present to himself a glorious church. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. 31st verse. For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother and join himself to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. See, I'm talking about Christ and the church. So he's comparing the church and Christ to marriage. How many of you know you are the bride of Christ? Hallelujah. Fellow come out with a teaching not too long ago that Christ was going to marry some city. Going to marry the city. That the bride of Christ was New Jerusalem, but it ain't. But it ain't. We are the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. We are the bride of Christ. Who is? The church. The church. He likes you as being the wife of Christ. You were married. When were you married? At the new birth. At the new birth, there was a union taking place. He that's joined to the Lord is one spirit, praise God. So you got the right, just like a married person, to use the name of Almighty God. A legal right. A legal right. It's not a matter of faith. It's a matter of knowing your legal rights. You say, well, I don't know if that'll work. Yeah, you know it'll work if you ever use your husband's name. How many of you ever, uh, you know, when I come along, my name was sold, and if I went to town and wanted something, I'd sign my dad. I'd say, dad, uh, uh, call him on daddy. That's my family name. That's my family name. Amen. I ain't had no problem. 10, 12, 15. Ain't no problem. I want this charged to him. Now, I got a whooping a lot of times when I got home for doing it. So, legal right. Legal right to the family name. Legal right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Philippians 2, 9, 10 said, Wherefore God has highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. You don't have to worry about them under the earth and in heaven. You worry about them down here. You be concerned. You don't have to be. See, he said, things in earth. If it's a thing, it's under his feet. If it's a thing that they ha I don't care whether it's a cancer. I don't care if it's heart trouble. I don't care if it's a financial need. Blessed be God. Of things in earth, it has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Everything that is a thing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, because you have a family name, God is your Father. He is Father God. Amen. We have His name. We can use the name. Say, the name that we use here in the earth is, is what? Jesus. Jesus. Praise be unto God. Now, turn with me to the seventh chapter of Romans. You know, uh, many a person has been married two or three, four times, married and divorced or something like that, and they live under condemnation. Even whole denominations 
won't even recognize someone even after they got saved. He says it won't let them preach or anything. A friend of mine was in is in a denominational Pentecostal church, and his wife quit him. Wife quit him. They put him out of church as far as letting him letting him preach. He was a preacher. Now he can't preach. Now God called him preach, but the church won't let him. Why? Because we got some crazy ideas. See, we read scriptures like out of the first uh, 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 few verses there in the seventh chapter of Romans and said, see there, if a man married, he's got a living wife or living this and all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. The Bible said if the unbelieving depart, let them depart. You are not under obligation where that is concerned. If the unbelieving depart, well, what was you believing? Nothing. What was your wife? Nothing. Fellow told me, said, you know, the Lord, uh, he's against divorce. I said, yeah. And he's against people marrying that don't marry the right ones, too. Did God put you together? Well, we married. Yeah. You ought to stay together now and learn how to work together after you're married. Yes. But did God put you together? Most people I know, they just got married. How come you got married? Well, I like that. Well, good. God tell you to? Most folks wouldn't know God if he, if he appeared to them. The Jews didn't. All right, let's read Romans 7. Know ye not, brethren? For I speak to them that know the law. So he's talking about the law. Say law. Say law. How that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he lives. For the woman which has a husband is bound by the law unto her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, now he's talking about the law. He's talking about husbands and wives. Are you listening to me? See, people read this, oh, he's got a living wife. Fellow come ask me. Said, I know the Lord wants me to marry this girl. And said, would you marry us? I said, won't you go to your preacher? I said, you talked to him? Yeah. He said he wouldn't marry us. Why? Because I was married one time when I was young, he said. Was you saved? No. Was she saved? No. Well, what? See, people get all kind of old crazy ideas. People want to get back under the law and want to put everybody else down if they've made a mistake. Do you know you can make a mistake in marrying the wrong person? That's why it's so important not to let your kids go with unbelievers. You know that? Turn your kids out with some of unbelief. You know, it's some unbelievers that don't believe the Word of God that are saved. Woman, which has a husband, is bound by the law. We're talking about the law. What's subject to this whole passage? The law. The husband, long as he lives, but the husband be dead, she's loose from the from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband liveth, she is married 
to another, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from the law, so that she is no more adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, brethren, ye are also become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should marry another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. What is he saying here? He's saying the law is dead, folks. You're married to another. That's all he's talking about. Your law is dead. He ain't talking about husbands and wives. He ain't no way he wants to put someone under under condemnation. Ain't no way he wants to put somebody under something that he can't live with. What if you live with somebody and you thought all your life you was an adulterer and your preacher that you go to thinks you're an adulterer because you got a living wife, living husband, or living something? Huh? See, that kind of teaching, we ought to know God by now. God is not in the business of condemnation. God is not in the business of putting you under the law. The law is dead. He said this law is waxing old and is vanishing away. Praise God. In other words, you are divorced from the law where you can marry the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what he's talking about. Read the whole thing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, Hebrews 8.13, he said the new covenant, he has made the first old, the law. And now this which is decayeth, waxeth old, is ready to vanish away. Cotton Patch said it's headed for the garbage can. It's headed. It's on its way out. It's on its way out. It's on its way out. How many of you know? How many of you know? A lot of people. Now listen, a lot of churches will do this. If you have cut someone's head off, they'll forgive you of that and they'll welcome you with open arms. But if you haven't been divorced, they put a stigmatism on Do you know that's wrong? If you can kill someone, it'd be, now, if you, if you, if you don't stay in a church, you can't divorce her, you'll have to kill her. Then we'll forgive you of that. Huh? See, people that's raised like that, raised like, see, whole denominations preach that kind of junk. You know that? A lot of churches wouldn't marry anybody if they'd been married before or something like that. You know, the divorce rate in the Christian ranks is better than 50%. How come they get divorced? Because they have no teaching. And they married the wrong one, made a mistake. You can marry the wrong person. That's why it's so important to have teaching on who you are. You have to have people with like minds. Amen. You already married to another. His name's Jesus. Praise God. The law's dead. Waxed old. Headed for the garbage can. Amen. Headed for the garbage can. And some of that stinking thinking about adultery got her living wife. Where is she living at? Huh? 
Got a living husband. Live, uh, that's crazy. Are you listening to me? That's perfect. He's not talking about marriage, a husband and wife. He's talking about the law. Read it. Now pertaining to the law. The law's dead. The law's dead. You're married to another. And who is it? It's Jesus. You're the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You hang around, I'll set you free. Bless God, you hang around, I'll tell you some truth. You hang around the Spirit of God, open up the Word of Almighty God, and He'll lift every burden. It'll be like a bird out of a cage, and you'll forget that past, and that won't be dogging your tracks. Those mistakes you made as a young man. Listen, let me tell you something. Paul said, I don't look back. I'm pressing on towards the mark of the high calling of Almighty God. You can't go on with God with thinking you're an adulterer. Well, if, if you can, you, you mentally. Well, I got a living wife, or I got three living wives. Well, good. Sport them if you can. You're married to another. Hallelujah. Wherefore, my brethren, you are also become dead to the law. Hallelujah. By the body of Christ, that you should be married to another. Who? Even him that's raised from the dead, you married to another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You divorce the law. It's waxing old. It's gone. Headed for the garbage can. Dead. Gone. Now don't leave here and say, Solomon said, just, if you don't like that, and you know, this quitter. And then said nothing like that. Friends of mine, was living up, up there in Tulsa, they was going to Raymond. And Larry Huggins was one of Brother Hagin's right hand men. And, uh, they had an intercom. And so they, they got around and turned that intercom on where you could hear it in all the classrooms and everything else. And this one boy, Fred, brother, he finally married Brother Hagin, granddaughter. Anyway, he said, he called over the intercom and said, uh, 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 Larry, said, uh, I got a fella here in the office here that, that needs to talk to you. Said, I, I can't make no sense out of it. And he said, well, what does he want? Well, I'm busy. He said, well, he had talked to him. He, and, and this boy come on. He was married. He said, you know, said, uh, 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 Larry, 2 Corinthians 5.17 said, Is it true? He said, It's your end. Said it well. Said, Any man being Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away. He said, Is that talking about my wife too? He said, What do you mean? He said, That old thing I'm married to. Said, said You know, I, I'm a quitter. No. He said, Oh, praise God. Oh, it's going to pass away. And, and Larry got loud trying to get it straightened out. And you know, and, and, and he finally just... They, he hung the intercom up. I show, I'm going to the lawyer today. And he was hollering over that time. No, you got it all wrong. You don't understand. You know. No, I'm not talking about quitting your husband, quitting your wife. If you married, stay married. Marriage is honorable. You know, a lot of women especially need to honor their husband if they don't, if they don't even go to church, but make them a good living. And be proud of that. And tell them, I thank you that you make me a good living. Praise be unto God. It says over in Peter, 
If your conversation's right or your lifestyle's right, your husband will get sanctified too. I've seen it over and over and over. Praise the Lord. So we're married to another. We've got a right to use the name of Jesus. Mark 16, he said, Go ye into all the world. The Great Commission says what? Go ye into all the world. Woo! Ain't nothing on the back burner. I ain't an adulterer. I ain't one of them things. Amen. If half the church has been divorced, look how half the church has heard that kind of trash right there and stayed under condemnation. It's not right. It's not right. Hallelujah. I know a fellow, Rosie Greer, prayed for a fellow that killed two people. And he got saved. Well, well, I don't know about that. Well, I do. Rosie said he got saved. Praise God. And asked Jesus to come into his heart. His name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. Whether you like it or who likes it. Amen. Now, I preached a fellow's funeral one time. I prayed with this guy. He'd gotten saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. And these Pentecostal people came to this funeral. This woman, hairdo and hoodoo and all that up. Said, you gonna preach him in heaven? I said, that's where God put it. Huh. We had a graveside service. She wouldn't even get up there to it. She's afraid something would get off on her or something. I don't know. Might have got the spirit of love off on her. Them kind of folks, he said, he said, the love of God shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. I'm wondering about, you know, he said, this way you'll know that they're my disciples if they love one another. You know, love's willing to forgive. L- love's willing to accept someone that made a mistake. Hallelujah. You know, I, I don't know many folks that hadn't made any mistake. Me and Brother Hagin. You know, and I've been suspicioning him, him. You know? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. No, you can't live in something like that. You can't live with that on the back burner and amount to what God wants you to do. Forget that. That's gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will God forgive you if you make a mistake now? But He won't forgive you for that. That's not smart. So He said now, with this new name, Go ye into all the world. Cast out them. Speak in new tongues. Lay hands on the sick. See, if you know your legal right to use the name of Jesus, praise God. Jesus said this in John 14, 13. said, Whatsoever you ask in my name, will I do it. Why? That the Father may be glorified. The Father's got respect unto you when you use that name. When you use that name, he just swells up. Look at my boy. Look at him, what he said. Listen to what he said to the devil. Listen to him speak the word of God. Oh my. I mean, that makes God's heart overjoyed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In my name. Any sick among you? Call it out. Prayer, prayer of faith. In the name of Jesus. Heal the sick. Ephesians 1.21 said this name. 
is above every name. Every name. Listen to me. Jewish custom. The Father arranges the marriage. The Father arranged the marriage. The Father arranged this thing. He put it together. You're now the bride of Christ with all the married rights of any wife. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. In my name, cast him out. In my name, speak in new tongue. In my name, you take up the service. Hallelujah. In my name, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. What is behind this covenant name? All the supernatural power of our Father God. You know, the devil perverted the thing and called it Godfather. Isn't that right? He perverted. You see how strong they are? They got a family. They won't break that covenant. They try to counterfeit what we have. We've got some. We need to know what we have. How many of you know your Father God will never back up on His covenant? Your Father God ever stands ready to see that every jot and tittle, every new covenant comes to pass on your behalf. Can you say amen? Well, hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap. Now you can give me a hand clap. Look, I didn't get a good hand clap from the Lord, did I? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. Is this covenant stuff good? It's good for you. Good for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give you great confidence. When you go to pray, give you great confidence. When you meet adversity in this life, give you confidence. Whatever comes. I got a married name. I'm the bride of Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, he said, I'm going away. He said, in my father's house, many matches. He said, if it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told you. He said, I'm coming back. And I'm going to get you where you can be with me also when he gets through building your house. When he gets through building your mansion. When that's prepared, all that's prepared, the father will say, go get your bride, son. The house is ready. See, in a, in a Jewish... See, they're Jews. They know what they're talking about there. In a Jewish, he, he comes, he talks to his... Uh, uh, to be, would to be father-in-law, ask for her hand. He gives uh, her in marriage. He leaves and goes and prepares a place for her. I'm coming back for you, the one. I'll be back. She's waiting. Now, some of them, you know, it talked about ten virgins. Five of them were ready. Five of them wasn't ready. Some of them might not have had them in their heart. So, said, I'm going to prepare a place. And when the pre- Usually, the Jewish couple, when they first married, they go live with their father-in-law or father and mother and he builds a room onto the house. And when he gets it just right, you know, he wants to get it and hurry up and go get his bride. But he's got to work and get it just right. Then the father said, that's right. She'll be proud to live there. 
And he goes gets his bride. Hallelujah. He's coming again, folks. He's coming again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heard a fellow say, I want to be ready. Well, I ain't. I am ready. I'm sitting on ready. We're on ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not going to try to be ready. I'm ready. I got ready the minute I got Jesus in my heart. Amen. Praise God. Anybody need prayer for anything tonight? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.